things theology, all things theology. We chop it up properly without an apology. Gotta give doxology to God hollow because this is how we do it at all things theology. Yo, grace and peace, guys. Welcome to another episode of All Things Theology, where I'm your host, K-Dub. And today, I want to talk about a video Marcus Rogers did. But before we get into that, make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel if you're not. And as always, click the notification bell so you can be aware of future content I drop. Now, Marcus Rogers has been making prophecies. Uh, and so I want I wanted to get into He made a video where he talks about this vision he has and... Um, I want to share why you should not believe uh, when people go into such uh, fanciful tales, as the Bible calls them, and also uh, why you should doubt when people give these prophetic word from God. I'm going to show you that biblically, why I believe that to be the case. But nevertheless, let's get right into it. And for full disclosure, uh, I did not edit this video uh, as far as making clips out of it but i did speed up the video just so we can get through it faster i'm just going to play the video i'm going to comment as needed so let's get into it what is going on everybody i'm so i am so excited man i wish i could really just i don't know show you some kind of video uh you know that of the things that god has been showing me you know the... it would be nice if all these prophecies and all these visions or sorry yeah all these visions and all these things that happen to you apparently uh were recorded i mean you should just probably walk around with it you know just a documentary of your life because you have more uh miracles than jesus himself you know it seems to i mean i mean you got a miracle every day i mean and, and that's another thing it's if the miraculous become the norms how is it then a miracle you know so even if I believed a lot of the things you were saying, I mean, at some point, one would have to say, like, wow, man, it seems like the miraculous is actually the norm. And wouldn't the normal be the miracle then? Just just something to ponder while we're going through this. ...and the visions I've had lately. And so I want to share a couple things with you guys this morning. And if you're part of the remnant, this is just going to hit you, you know, in your spirit. God has been... So for people like me, I guess I'm not part of the remnant if I doubt Marcus Ryder. So, so yeah. ...waking me up consistently, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. And this morning in particular, we had a crazy service at Firehouse, the best service we've ever had. And God woke me up this morning. And when I tell you how he woke me up, it's just going to just like, wow. And me and my wife have just been praying since like two o'clock this morning, just emotional for everything that God is getting ready to do for the body. And so number one, I'm going to share with you guys a couple of visions that I had over the last couple of days. One of them, it was simple. I was in this humongous, like glass tower diamond. You could even say it was a diamond, but it was just, it was beautiful and, and it was huge, right? And so there was like these bridges with gaps in between them and it was crystal, it was shining, it was so beautiful. And I saw the people of God. I knew that they were people of God. They were they were on different bridges. And like on the bridge that we were on, it was me and Firehouse and we were just worshiping God. Like it was, it was so beautiful. And while we were worshiping, I could see uh, on another bridge, you know, different churches and things like that. And some people like they almost slipped off, but something caught them and held them up. And so these bridges were heading into like this one huge... Uh, I don't know, a huge room, like a room so big you can't even imagine. It was like the, the whole kingdom, they were walking on these different bridges and they were gathering in this one room. And here's the crazy thing, right? The building or whatever you want to call it, it was it was like made of diamond. It was crystal clear. And I could see like we were in the heavens because you could see like straight through. So as the people are walking, like behind them, you just see these golden beautiful clouds i can't even explain it but i knew we were so high i knew that the, the 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 tower whatever you wanted to call it was high into the heavens and the people of god were in heavenly places passing through 
to this one place where the glory of God was just about to come down. Then the second vision that I had, um, it actually, this, this wasn't a vision, this was uh, experience. So I've shared with some of you before, God, the way he wakes me up, I sometimes feel like a, like a knock, like there's a, there's a door on my soul. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a a boom, boom. And it just echoes through my body. And I I wake up and I know it's like God knocking on the door of my heart. And he wants me to get up and pray. And so, you know, usually I do that. I feel. Why why do we have to have like this crazy, (laughs) you know, um, miraculous uh, experience for what God wants us to do just in the normal normality, like just a normal everyday Christian experience, you know, it's like, um, you know, I just felt a tugging on my heart that, you know, and, and then God showed me he wanted me to go to church. It's like, you, you don't need all that, bro. Go to church. The Bible says that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, would it ever be wrong if you woke up in the middle of the night and start praying? No, do it. It's perfectly fine. You, you, you didn't need God all you didn't need all that to do what God has already said in the Bible. And we'll get more to that in a second. And it's like it runs through my whole body. It's like boom, boom, and it like echoes. And then I get up and I begin to pray, and he usually gives me some type of word. And the other night, I felt like God reached out. But notice he said, God is giving him this word. Okay? Because I, I, I wanna I'm gonna hold him to all what he's gonna say here. God gave him a word. Alright. Usually when he's woken up by God. God gives him a word. Finger and he touched me in my chest, right? And it had that same feeling, but it was like times a million. And I felt my body come out of my body, like, I don't know, like, like almost like a gasp. And I looked back, and I know this gonna sound crazy to some people, but some people know what I'm talking about. Like, I looked back and I was out of my body and I saw my wife just laying in the bed. Like, I was still laying in the bed, but I was out of my body. And like, it was like my vision changed where I was like floating above my wife. Now, I don't say this to be crass, or 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 rude or mean any way that it may be taken but there's a very similar experience that he's having and and i'm not denying that it did happen i I believe in the spiritual (laughs) but i i don't know if it's from god that's the point i'm making but nevertheless this has been a common experience of people like cults where god has visited them angelic beings you know they've had outer body experiences and so I'm not doubting his experience. I mean, I, I firmly believe in the spiritual, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, there's a satanic in the spiritual as well. And so um, I know many faithful Christians who have never had the experiences he's had. Um, But, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that. But I, I'm just saying that there's a parallel. So I would ask him, how does he know this is actually from God and not Satan? That, that'd be interesting to uh to know um given this experience and he said come up and it was it was so powerful and and, and, uh, sorry I'm, I'm keeping around you but isn't it interesting like a lot of like the and, and i kind of made a joke about it earlier a lot of like the um um either experiences they get either contradict bible or they say the ex- exact same thing as the bible you know imagine like you know i i give you this fanciful dream vision only to say god loves you it's like well i didn't need the i didn't need all that you know all i needed to do was read the bible like that's been sufficient for all these years even before this vision like i could have just read the bible and got that you know and so we're going to make a comparison analysis uh about his interpretation of this vision and his dream he's having all these you know 
I guess, visitations of God versus what the Bible says. He said, come up. And like when God communicates with me like that, I know like it's like he don't got to say a lot. But when he says just those two words, I, I know everything that he's saying. He's saying, come up. We're going higher. And it wasn't just for me. This is for the body. We, we were walking across these, these diamond bridges and we were all gathering into one place what on one mean? accord. And his glory, higher. the room was so big. The Bible says his train fills the temple. His glory was about to fall. Like the crown that he's about to drop on the body of Christ is too big for one church or one denomination. And so I felt it. It was like the fingerprint of God just hit me in my chest. And I now this is, uh, it's funny. God is giving um, him revelation about the things he's kind of been saying about about those who reject the Trinity, we just need to get along with those who deny the Trinity. For, you know, forget forget all that. Those who deny the deity of Christ, forget all that. We just need to unite unity. And so it's funny. God gives him a vision of the very things. God gives him a vision of the very things he's been actually saying. Interesting. And I looked down and he said, come up. And then today, oh, my goodness, man, like. It's been such a fight my whole life with my family. And you guys know my mom was in the hospital. All these different things that were going on. My whole life has Man, been a we fight. Should pray for that, and guys. that's why, you know, like I'm I'm used to the negativity, the backlash. It doesn't really bother me. It just irritates me more than anything. I feel sorry for those people that they just they don't know better. They're not walking in the spirit, right? And so it's So because we disagree with Marcus Rogers, we did we disagree with his false doctrine, you know, denying the Trinity, things like that, uh, works based salvation, um, you know, you must speak in tongues to be saved, uh, you know, or it is the evidence of salvation then we, we're not walking in the spirit and we're, you know, it's, it's constant language from um, from cult tactics that, that are done rather than demonstrating how this is falsehood or, you know, how I'm wrong. Well, you're just not walking in the spirit. You don't have the gift. You, 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 you're blind. All, all that kind of language is, is just meant to distract from the actual issues. Such a fight. <clears throat> and so this morning, same thing. God, he, he knocks on my, my heart and he says, wake up. And, and I wake up and clear as day. He says, watch this. And I start hearing like a little raindrop here, a little raindrop there. And then the thunder that comes is so loud. You think it's the rapture. It's just boom, boom. And my wife wakes up like it's so funny enough. Uh, wouldn't God know the rapture isn't true? <laughs> I'm going to make some uh, some subscribers mad on that one. But I, I, I am not a pre-mill dispensationalist. So <laughs> um that's funny. That that one kind of uh, made me chuckle right there. <laughs> Loud. It feels like the whole house is shaking. And then the rain just starts falling heavy. And he says, that's what I'm about to do in your family's life. And we've, we've been feeling it already. Like everything that we do, God blesses it. Everything that he, he instructs, he says, do this, open the church. Like it is blessed. And I know like it's not just for my family. The reason I got here on this live, this is for the remnant. The remnant is gathering together in one place. And there's people who are like, look, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to be divided about things that are not heaven or hell issues. It's spirit filled people. So like the nature of God. Hey, we, we put that to the side. We just need to unite over what? I, I don't know. But just unite over something. I, 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 don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, just some nebulous faith, some mere Christianity. But the, the nature of God, the doctrine of God is not. We can divide over who God is, what, you know, all those things. But as long as we're together, I guess, under umbrella of Christianity, we can't define it. But all right. On one accord. And they say, look, we're going to preach Jesus. We're going to see people filled with the Holy. Who that Jesus is, who the spirit is. <laughs> uh, I, we, we can't define those things. Just got to say the name. Whatever that means to you is fine. Just we, we just got to unite, you know. Can't let that doctrine divide us, you know.
spirit and, and they're gathering in one place and when God sees that that unity in the body, there's going to be some people who are religious. They're going to let, get left out of it. Remember, I told you. So those who are disagreeing with him, we're, we're, we're the religious ones. We're the pharise pharisaical ones. <laughs> OK. I, I saw a wave coming. Go, go watch that, that vision. I don't really want to dive too much into that, but I saw a wave coming last fall. My goodness, I think I had this same sweater on in that video now that I think about it. But if you remember, I saw a wave and it was like people were riding on top of the wave and they were smiling and the wave was carrying them into the city and the wave was so strong it was just washing the streets away and there were people who were sitting in these buildings and they were looking and, and they were mad and God showed me this was religion because they want God to move how they want him to move and they thought so high of themselves, right? That they're sitting in their high place and they see the wave coming in but, but it's like, no, I, I don't want God to use him. I, I don't want God to use her. I, I don't want God to use the, the ex-gangbanger. I don't want God to use the divorcee, all that religion. But <clears throat> they couldn't stop the wave from coming in and every time the wave... Now this is supposed to be meant for people like me people like seiko woods people people who've been critiquing his theology we're we're the ones that's watching from our high places um not wanting god to use them and that's that's far from the issue and this is supposed to meant to be for like his followers like oh okay the, these are the people that are just you know they're haters you know <laughs> let's, let's just call it like the worldly term what he's trying to articulate we're haters Rather, our actual position is it's not that we don't want God to use you. I mean, it, it'd be great if you actually had orthodox theology. I, I'd be I'd be rooting you on, Marcus Rogers. Despite your past. Um, and so. No one's actually doing what he's saying. No one's saying, well, he shouldn't be able to preach because uh, he has a bad past or, uh, you know, uh, no, our, our critique for the most part for the men I mentioned um, are saying your theology is unorthodox. So, yeah, that's what disqualifies you. Your actual teaching. And then it flooded the streets and then it would pull back. OK, it would pull back and everything that it sucked up went out into the ocean and then the wave would swell up and it would come again. But every time that wave, uh, every time that wave would come back, there was more people. It was like I, I could see them swimming up to the top of the wave. And every time the wave went in and went out, there was more people riding on the wave. And he told me they're, they're riding on my grace. They're riding on my power. And they were just flowing in the rhythm of God. They were flowing in the spirit of God. And he said, this is revival. Right. The wave went in. The power went in and it pulled them out. And then it went back in again. <laughs> what? I'm telling you right now. You don't have Bro, to what are you it. talking about? We're about to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. Jesus said, do you see the things that I've done? You will do greater. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us. If you believe it, if really? you believe it, if you choose to believe it, God has a purpose for your life. There's a reason that he put you here. There's a reason that he put you on this earth. There's a reason that he put breath in your body this morning. When he, when you woke up this morning, God chose you. He said, live. He said, breathe. And the reason he told you live and the reason he told you breathe what? is because you have a purpose. That's why the devil is attacking your. So I, I want you to see how he qualifies his, uh, his prophetic word from God. God says, we're going to, we're going to see the, prof you know, the most, how does he describe it? Uh, let me go back here. <laughs> Cause I don't want to take him out of context. I don't want to misinterpret him. So let's go back and hear what he said verbatim. <clears throat> I'm telling you right now, you don't have to believe it. We are about to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. We're about to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen right so based on this word of god greater than the conversion found in acts chapter 2 and all throughout the book of acts greater than uh the reformation greater than the great awakening period gr gr the greatest movement we've ever seen right but notice how he qualifies it let's listen 
Jesus said, do you see the things that I've done? You will do greater. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is living in us. If you believe it, if you believe it, if you choose to believe it, God has a purpose for your life. There's a reason that he So it seems what he's saying is, well, yeah, this will happen, but only if you believe it. I, I, I mean, if one person believes that, if if the, the majority, we're not told. So he can always say, well, I condition that based on people's faith. So if it doesn't come to pass, which, you know, we, we actually don't know. Uh, if that be true or not, is very presumptive. Um, then he could always say, well, I actually made it conditional based on, you know, obviously people didn't believe it. So therefore it didn't come to pass. And so it's actually a conditional uh, prophetic word from God that he said will happen. But it only will happen if I don't know we're, we're not told the who will believe, I guess, all of us or one person, him. I, I mean, we, 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 we're not told you here there's a reason that he put you on this earth there's a reason that he put breath in your body this morning when he when you woke up this morning god chose you he said live he said breathe and the reason he told you live and the reason he told you breathe is because you have a purpose that's why the devil is attacking your mind attacking your family he said count it not strange when you go through the fiery trial okay but he says rejoice because his glory is going to be revealed he says i take you through these processes so i can show you who i am i take you through these processes so i can show you my power so i can show you that i'm good so that i can show you i'm a provider so that i can show you that i'm a protector so i bring you to this place where you say you know what I trust God. No matter what the news says, I trust God. I'll tell you what, uh, Marcus Rogers, though he is not a theologian, <laughs> uh, not not a good one in its sense, uh, not an orthodox one. He is a great motivational speaker. I mean, I would love to have him as a football coach. I mean, just <laughs> I'd run through that wall. You know, I mean, <laughs> he, he knows the cadences. He knows he knows, you know, how to get people going, roll them up, get them motivated and get them on fire for Lord. You know, it's like. He's a good motivational speaker. I'll, I will give him that. He's a he's he's very charismatic. And, and, and I mean that in a good sense. He's, you know, well spoken. But that does not make you a, a preacher or a pastor being eloquent with words or in, in the sense of just being able to, you know, touch the inner man and his emotions. No matter what's going on in my life, I trust God. No matter how I'm hurting, I trust God. No matter who leaves me, I trust God. No matter if I'm preaching falsehood about the nature of God. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's, you know, it's all great. But your, your Trinity issues are, you know, are, are concerning. That's what we, we want to talk about. You know, your, your, your issues of the gifts, I would say, are problematic because you make them the very evidences of salvation which no text actually argues. I mean, it's not in the fruit of the spirit. It's not found in that text, Galatians 6. You would think if that's the very evidence of, of a Christian, things that follow, Paul would have mentioned that in that text. Has not given me a, a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. I trust God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I trust God. I'm more than a conqueror. I trust God. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I trust God. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. I trust God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I trust God. And I've learned to trust him because he allowed me to be in the fire. And I went in the fire and people wrote me off. And they thought that I was going to be burnt up. They thought that I was going to be consumed. But I came out smelling like heaven. I came out the fire with more power. The thing that heaven was meant to destroy smell? me only made me stronger. Only made me better only took me to a deeper level of intimacy with god that i've never known before yeah. only took me to a place that i couldn't get i couldn't get to this promised land if i didn't go through the wilderness joseph couldn't get to the palace ah if, he, if his brothers didn't betray him jesus couldn't get to the cross ah, if judas didn't betray him so the thing that tried to hurt me the thing that tried to destroy me was the very thing it was my ticket to get me to the destination of where god wanted me to be
I preached to them in firehouse and I don't say this in arrogance but it was the best message I ever preached yesterday you know the, uh, Pharaoh came to kill the babies and that's what got Moses to the palace Herod wanted to kill the babies and Jesus went to Egypt came out of Egypt the thing that tried to kill you the thing that tried to take you out it's getting you to where you need to be. And I end with this because the Bible says all things work together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. I'm at the place in my life where I tell people I've never taken a loss in my life. People look and say, well, you've been divorced. And I remember when your power got caught off and I remember when your car got repossessed. And I said, no, 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 no. I've never taken a loss because all things are working together. All things, not some things, not sometimes. So when bad things start happening, I look for the lesson. When bad things start happening, I say, okay, the devil must be attacking because he knows on the other side of these tears, on the other side of this heartbreak. And, and I agree with... Uh for the most part what he's saying maybe i would nuance it a little bit and say well and and i'm not bringing up his personal situation but let's let's take a man who's been divorced and say well yeah god you know romans 8 28 you know as the verse he quoted all things are working together for the good of those who love him um yeah ab absolutely but it doesn't discount someone's foolishness and there are certain things you can do that disqualify you for ministry even though God is working out a, a good purpose in that, he's teaching you something in that, that doesn't discount your, your foolery. I mean, sin has consequences. And so, I mean, I, I would agree with the sentiment. I would probably put it in a larger context, though. The other side of this betrayal, I'm about to tap into something. And that's why the resistance is so crazy. So going into 2022, my brothers and sisters, the resistance has been crazy. But we are going to see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. I'm, and All right. I'm, I'm holding you to it, Marcus Rogers. In 2022... We will see, because no, no, right there, we will see the greatest move of God we've ever seen. And it sounds like he's saying from mankind, not just in our generation, but that we've ever known. Thus saith the Lord, right? I mean, remember, he started off this whole thing with God shows him these things in his visions and in these dreams. And so, Marcus Rogers, I can hold you to that, I hope. And so that was that video. I do want to take time to... Uh, give this a, a scripturally based reason why I disagree with Marcus Rogers. So let me pull up my screen. Uh, you can see that there. <clears throat> I want to look at Hebrews chapter one, um, verses one and two. It says God, and I'm reading after the NASB version. If you're interested, Hebrews one, God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers and the prophets in many portions and in many ways, in these last days, he has spoken to us in his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. Speaking of Jesus. So notice in a notice the co contrast that God spoke in many ways at one point in time. Uh, uh, I think either of and other versions says, you know, through dreams and, and visions and things like that. So there are many ways God spoke prior to the coming of Christ. And in the revelation of, of all God's word, that is the final word we have, the final word we need. In, in other words, scripture is sufficient. We, we, we don't need the dreams, visions, uh, the, the someone to come and speak pro, uh, prophetically, you know, spoke uh, long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions and in many ways in these last days. And some versions say, but now has spoken to us in his son. Marcus Rogers, and, and to those who are who are uh, lenient to this kind of theology, give us the word. That is what we need. Give us scripture. That is what we need. We don't, we don't need none of this. Because what you're giving us, even if I grant it to you, it was, you know, 
it was okay. What you're giving us to us is a less sure word. Matter of fact, let's go to that text where it talks about the scriptures being a more sure word than this. Uh, Second Peter uh, 1, 16 through 19. It says, for we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when we received honor and glory from God, the father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Speaking of uh, Matthew chapter three, uh, referring back to uh, after Jesus was baptized, you know, immersion. But that's a free one right there. <laughs> Verse 18, and we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. So Peter's given his experience right here. Well, we we literally heard the voice of God speak from heaven. Isn't that what a lot of people want? I just want God to speak to me. Right. Don't you hear that kind of language? I want God to speak. But notice what Peter says. Verse 19. So. We have the prophetic word made more sure. What is he speaking about? He's speaking about scripture. To which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. And we know he's talking about scripture because he verse 20 goes on to say no, no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. And so this is what the body needs. We don't we don't need more of. I'm promising you in 2022 that God's got a plan for you. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but um, we, we we need more of the word. And so, Marcus Rogers, uh, I hope that this video will be helpful for you and those who are lenient in, uh, to his uh, theology. Um, we don't need the outer body experiences. You know, we, we don't we don't need that. We need scripture. And so hope this video was helpful. Hopefully in 2022. We will get more scripture and less uh, <laughs> less prophecy or less visions. And so, you know how we do it here at All Things Theology. Till the next time, grace and peace. Everybody, everybody.